Hello and welcome to the Treehouse Letter, where we share true stories, letters, and thoughts on everything that matters and just as much that doesn't. I am Yulin Shatton, your host and producer. For today's podcast, I want to talk about two of my favorite things. The meaning in music. Your job will change. Where you live will change. The people in your life will change but you will always have your music. It's been my mantra for years. My go-to when my children wanted to quit piano lessons. What is the meaning in music and what makes it lasting? The best music, like the best writing, depicts beauty and truth. Without analysis, we know this. We like what we like and we love what we love. Music may bring joy or sorrow, lifting the soul or plunging it into despair. Every human emotion may be represented in music. And wherever I am in life, especially when I'm adrift, music has the capacity to comfort me, to give me escape and reprieve, to let me pound out the anger, to soothe the beast, to settle my restless soul. And when I play my father's music, it restores a warmth deep in the breast. Music is a universal language. It doesn't matter where you're from or whether you speak English or Russian or Chinese. I've always wondered why certain music, like certain writing, sticks. A song stays with me or writing lingers. I go back to it again and again. Images and passages in writing, musical phrases and melodies are hardwired. Why? For most of my life, I've been content to accept this for what it is. In my graduate studies, I researched and explored the music in prose. A Chopin nocturne is similar to Beryl Markham's memoir, West with the Night. How so? Both begin with notes or words, build into phrases or sentences, and then sections or paragraphs and chapters which present discord and embellishment, tension, ultimately seeking and finding resolution. Even the words, West with the night, are melodic. The author's voice, the syntax and language, are authentic and natural, yet artfully constructed. In song, or ternary form, music moves from part A to part B and back to part A. In writing, we have the three-act play the novella with its characters and conflict, the memoir with its narrator and struggle, the rising tension and resolution and story. It's the same as in the musical composition. The mind finds beauty in pattern and structure. The most basic element of music is rhythm, and a composition is built on that foundation. Writing is the same. It must have rhythm or cadence. When that is lacking, the writing is awkward and difficult. There are other elements to structure, such as tempo and voice, and these make music and writing memorable and lasting. A song or story is an artful construction of notes or words, a development on a theme, building to a whole. This is the form or structure, an ordered and unified collection of parts. It may be uplifting or comic 
or tragic. It moves us and resonates. In music, it may be as simple as Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and as complex as a symphony. The same is true in writing, from a short short poem to a tome. The skillful use of notes or words into a unified body creates something more than its parts, the gestalt. The best and most lasting works leave us with a satisfying experience, depicting a truth or beauty so deep and meaningful it changes us. My daughter's Russian friend stayed with us this week and lamented that she had not devoted time to study music. An exceptional athlete, she is heading to an elite university, having navigated the collegiate process on her own. She is reading Victor Hugo in addition to her studies for school. So we talked about cultural interests, and I asked if she likes Sergei Rachmaninoff, the Russian composer, virtuoso piano, pianist, and conductor, or as one listener said, God in three forms. As an amateur, I waited decades before attempting The Rock. I am working on his etude tableau in G minor, or study, which is not a study for a student to learn. It is a pictorial study. It is his musical interpretation of his visual external stimulus. When asked, the composer never revealed the pictures which inspired him, replying that the pianist would visualize his own images. My house guest was not familiar with Rachmaninoff, but she asked me to play a contemporary song by Alexei Rybnikov, who is a living composer. It is a short piece. How does it make you feel? The young Russian sat on the floor by the piano with her palms together and eyes bright, happy to hear this tune from home. The theme song from a movie of lovers who are separated. It is sweet and haunting. She has a music class now, and I asked her to play a piece. 
She strummed the guitar and sang a Russian ballad. I thought I saw a glimmer in her eye. When asked if she missed home, she had told me, yes, the language, talking in Russian, her family. To hear her native voice and song had me close to tears, and I felt that irrepressible quality that comes from a performance of the heart. The tall, gaunt Rachmaninoff was described as having an austere manner and the cropped haircut of a convict. <laughs> Another composer, Igor Stravinsky, went as far as to describe him as a six-and-a-half-foot scowl. Those who did not know Rachmaninoff found him severe or cold, yet he came alive when he sat down at the keyboard. His music comes from the depths of his soul, and it speaks to us of what it means to be human, that we are not alone in this world. And this is the meaning in music. Its truth and beauty transcend the barriers of language, country, and even time. That's the end of today's podcast. Please visit thetreehouseletter.com to listen to both composers, to sign up for the letter, and to learn about today's podcast. And thank you for listening.